uh, very unusually, um, the Germans and the French normally, they, they agree on these things in advance and they push through what they want, but um, they've not been able to do it this time. Why not? Well, I'm not sure that they have always been able to agree. The difficulty is is that, particularly at the moment, you've got uh, leaders in Paris and uh, Berlin who come from different political families, have some very different ideas about what should be done. And, uh, yeah, you've just got this additional complexity that the the European Council at the moment has some very different uh, opinions. We've got some strong representation from places like uh, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, who have uh, very different ideas again from what there is and I think France and Germany for a long time haven't really been able to control this process uh, and direct it in, in the way that they, they might have wanted. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, it was a, there's often a candidate who is sort of put forward who's the, uh, is it the Spitzen candidate who, who's regarded as, you know, the, the compromise, the, or the, sorry, the, the leading candidate. Uh, but, but there doesn't seem to be someone who everyone could agree on, at least even for one role. And as each role is, is not agreed, each other role, I suppose, comes up for grabs because of the need to balance. If, you know, if, if, if France get that role, someone else gets that role and the like. Um, who are the countries being most difficult, though, about this? I mean, last time round for Jean-Claude Juncker, it was David Cameron who basically said, we don't want Jean-Claude Juncker full stop. Uh, it didn't work, of course. It doesn't have to be a, a, major- a, a, a unanimous decision, just a majority. But uh, who is regarded as being uh, the most difficult and intransigent? Take your pick, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got this... Uh, the reason last time, five years ago, that Jean-Claude Juncker was able to push through was that his group did very well in the European elections. It was a, you know, it was a lot of buy-in. Uh, he was, uh, you know, had a strong support in the parliament for, for being advanced and pushed. Whereas this time, uh, the centre-right, the EPP group, haven't got uh, nearly as strong a position. So uh, there's a problem there. I think one of the, the difficulties is, is that, that their, candidate, their Spitzen candidate this time, uh, Manfred Weber, who's a German MEP, he uh, most of uh, the country and most of Europe have never heard of, uh, is not, uh, hasn't got the kind of gravitas that Jean-Claude Juncker had as a, a long-standing Prime Minister of Luxembourg and, you know, habitué of uh, the Brussels circuit. So, uh, you know, I, character also matters uh, in this, uh, which is, I think, what, why we're going to see that tomorrow the European Parliament is going to be starting voting on choosing its own president. And it may well be that they just take themselves out of this uh, this package, this bundle, because uh, if uh, today's meeting can't find some kind of consensus, uh, the parliament needs to keep on moving. So it may end up making some choices for uh, the uh, leaders uh, who have spent, as you say, three days yeah. uh, working around things and not getting anywhere. It's just extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, again, we, we have you know the EPP, this European People's Party, a sort of coalition of different parties. The centre-right has basically been able to pretty much get their way a lot of times over the years but uh, but now the horse trading involves you know the far left the the the, the alt right or the 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 populist right and the, um meanwhile i'm wondering what how big a role is theresa may playing we're hearing that she's sort of sitting quite a lot of this out but i have to say it would be rather fun if she was just you know putting her tuppence worth in and making things a bit difficult I think the, the diplomatic phrase is she's playing a constructive role, which is she's not saying anything. I, you know, it's very odd. You know, I, she wasn't expecting to have this last European Council before she uh, she steps down as, as Prime Minister. And, you know, you've not heard really a peep from her because there's nothing for her to say. And actually, uh, if she had anybody that she wanted to support, probably expressing that would probably not help their chances. So it probably is best to keep a, a low profile uh, at this stage. But, uh, yeah, the, the schedule over this past week has been ridiculous for you know for anybody to be traveling over to japan for a a day and a half or a day 
coming back, doing all-nighters. Uh, you know, all these people uh, are not going to be in the, the best of conditions for, for making no. a deal. Absolutely. I, I think most of us couldn't manage it. I have to say, we'd all be all crashed out uh, in our beds by now. Uh, Simon Usher, thank you very much, Deputy Director of the UK and the Changing Europe Programme.